It wants to give me new Skype. I want boring old Skype. Yeah, I had no choice either. I saw that it updated mine thing too, but don't uh, you try to new coke me Skype. We got a yeah. thing here. <laughs> and a home of the Welcome to episode 67 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And uh, we are back from our brief one-ish, well, two-week, I guess, technically, 13-day, whatever, our brief absence. We, we took off last week, and uh, before we get started with this podcast proper, I would just like to take this opportunity to send out our, our thoughts and our, our prayers and our sympathies to everyone who has suffered because of the storm, Harvey, in, uh, in the Texas and the Gulf areas. So, um, you know, we are, we are praying for you. We hope that you're able to get things together, or at least... James, may I speak on your behalf in, in this topic? Yeah, absolutely, especially since uh, the New York area went through something very similar not so long ago. Yeah, so thank you for that permission. Um, on behalf of James and myself, we, uh, we're thinking of you, we're praying for you, and, you know, we just hang in there. And it's, it's a terrible thing. James, actually, I read just uh, a couple days ago that they are estimating that this storm harvey is going to cause as much damage monetarily the damage is going to cost as much as katrina and sandy put together that is unbelievable i can't Im it really is unbelievable because what we went through with with sandy over here in in the new york area and the superstorm that it was and how much what was it like a thousand miles long or something? I mean, the entire East Coast was affected by it. And just from our own backyard, I mean, so many people literally lost houses and Lord knows what else. It was just a horrible, horrible nightmare and, uh, to, to put that and Katrina combined for what those good people down south are going through in the Houston area and uh, Tennessee. And, you know, like you said, in, in the Gulf, too. Uh, I don't know. It just it really sends chills up your spine. And just like, like you said, thank you for that wonderful you know, uh, intro and I couldn't agree with you more and all the best. Yeah. It's uh supposed, well, they're expecting it to be the costliest disaster in American history. And, Unfathomable. Yeah. So, and, and on that note, I really, really hope that the people down there that are affected don't get shafted by their insurance companies on this yeah. because you mentioned Sandy and it was classified as a superstorm and not a hurricane so everybody here who had hurricane insurance their insurance carriers said oh this wasn't a hurricane so you're actually not covered for this and since they downgraded Harvey to a tropical storm instead of you know it, it started as a hurricane but a lot of the damage was done as a tropical storm I really hope that they don't suffer the same fate down there because of this, uh, you know, for my money, they don't sell 
a waterfall of death insurance. So really, you know, I know these are businesses and they try to weasel out of paying these claims to, to make as much money as they can. But, you know, these are literally people's lives that have been shattered. And the fact that they try and weasel their way out of paying these claims for exactly the kind of thing that these insurance policies were bought for is just it's it's not even it's not even you know slimy and sleazy it's it it's inhumane it's it's awful and the insurance executives who make these decisions i hope they you know they they belong in a a special level of hell with that martin shkreli and people like him that's that's all i'm going to say on the matter Amen, brother. And it's it's thievery. That that's the only way to describe it. It's thievery because first of all, insurance is a joke anyway. Car insurance or home insurance, whatever, uh, the, the, what you pay for, you never get back. And it's designed to just line people's pockets and and evil people's pockets. Because exactly, I don't know how you could live with yourself, or 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 sleep at night by just being a crook. And that's how they're designed. So well, hopefully, like you said, from your lips to God's ears that the good people of the South will come through and insurance companies will do what they're supposed to do instead of just robbing people. Uh, and, and for all the commercials you see too, with every commercial you see is some kind of car insurance or some kind of life insurance plan. And it's just nothing but a ripoff. But, and, and the government even bakes in that you have to have insurance. So I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, just God bless. That's the last thing these poor people need is to deal with that nonsense. So uh, just do, everybody just do the right thing, for God's sake. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. We uh, we now return you to your regularly scheduled nonsense. James, you, uh, you just got back from a trip. How was that? It was pretty good, thanks. It went way too quickly, but thank God the weather was nice, unfortunately. And, and I say that uh, ironically because of what, the, what just happened uh, last Friday and, and the repercussions being brought down from what's going on in the South and such. But uh, for, for us... It was nice to get away, get some real fresh air for once. One of the benefits of New York State is it's a huge state and there's a lot of diversity in, in the uh, makeup of the land and mountains and trees and things. So it's nice to get away from this disgusting city and actually breathe in fresh air and uh, see the sun and all that. So thank you. I really enjoyed it. How was your birthday, by the way? I was nice. I played some hockey. Uh, I got to uh, I had dinner at Applebee's. You know, it's a good day. Pretty good. Deservedly so. Good stuff. Sorry oh, I missed it. Yeah, I'm 37 now, so I feel old. I, no, 36 didn't feel that old to me. I don't know, but 37, I, I just, I don't know. I Maybe it's just something weird with the number, but it, it just uh, 37 feels old. So, you know, I'm officially over the hill. Well, I'm right in front of you by a couple of years, so I'll try and put the brakes on as best I can. <laughs> But it's true, though. I remember uh, on another note that uh, years and years ago, I don't know if the guy was uh, son of a doctor or whatever the case was, but at least in theory that every seven years your body supposedly changes or whatever the case is. Mm. So uh, you're, you're right. If, if it's true or not or it's just coincidence or whatever the case is, but it seems like whenever you hit a seventh year, things start to go down south when uh, <laughs> the older you get. So I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, just, just keep making sure you stretch properly and take good care of yourself and get plenty of fluids and, and get that good diet and all that stuff and, and do what you can to, to take care of yourself because we want the American rhino as healthy and as strong as possible at all times. I'm drinking right now. <laughs> it's seltzer, but still. It's great. Hey, got, hey, gotta what, stay what hydrated. Like? Well, whatever you need to do to stay healthy and, and not go on the IR. So 
Keep that's, it up. That's the good stuff that gets me through the podcast each and every week. <laughs> a touch of the bubbly. All right. Uh, we've wasted enough of these good people's time. What What do you say we get this show started, kicked off properly, James? All right, sir. All right. So uh, in our traditional manner, as it is our way, let us get to tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my refreshed co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Fantastic. And James, would you be so kind, sir, as to, uh, I, I hate to impress work upon you immediately upon returning from vacation, but could I bother you to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? It would be an honor, sir. Thank you. Invested interest. I'll have a side of feedback with my stake, please. A company called Hockey Data offers vital in-depth information about a team's play, players, and tendencies for coaches, owners, and even agents. Boo-hoo! Look, I admit I'm not a fan of the U.S. Open tennis tournament for various good reasons, but the American Rhino may just have aced the game-set match. Rafael Nadal complained about fan noise in one of his recent matches. You cannot be serious! And Labor Day. This one's for all of you hardworking, devoted heroes out there making an honest living for your families and or yourselves. Heroes like the American Rhino, his lovely wife, superfans Anthony Novello and Sue. Have fun this weekend. Relax because you've more than earned it. And by golly, play plenty of deck hockey. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. And uh, I... <laughs> We'll get to it later, but suffice to say, I, I really, I don't think that I should be classified as a hero in any, you know, way, stretch or manner just for going to work every day, especially in light of what we're seeing down south and, and the people who are stepping up to save people and, and, you know, literally rescue them from the brink of certain death. So uh, I appreciate the sentiment, but I think it is better suited for people that deserve it. Spoken like a true hero. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so uh, what's this business about, uh, you know, feedback and uh, stakes and interest and uh, whatnot? Yeah, this is not to be confused with Hockey Tech from HTD61. Right. If you want to take a listen to that again. But this is a whole other system, and the company tracks data that is offered from the teams themselves, and it's all based on video data, as a matter of fact. So... What they do is they get two trackers, two people who literally sit and watch the footage and input the information in Hockey Data's software. And it's really incredibly in-depth and really interesting. And they can adapt the information that each team wants or needs. And they even help out agents to a certain point, too, which is I found pretty interesting because I haven't heard that at least not officially about these uh, data systems that actually help out agents and the players themselves, they break it down, does hockey data. For now, they're in the American Hockey League and uh, minor leagues as well. I've heard that they're in talks with at least eight NHL teams, and they do have an official stake with one NHL team. Hmm. So we'll see how that works out. And I'm sure if that team ends up winning the Stanley Cup, God forbid, but uh, a lot of other teams will probably jump on board and 
and see uh, what hockey data is all about. So this is interesting. So independent companies compiling statistics is nothing new. I mean, that's been around forever with like, companies like Elias Sports Bureau and what have you, that uh, especially broadcasters rely on those extensively for their little, you know, factoids and tidbits like, uh, you know, um, uh, Jean-Paul Pierre has 12 goals on Wednesday evenings when there has been a full moon within the last two weeks. You know, those kind of things that <laughs> we're, we're used to those. But this you're telling me now, this is a company that is provided videotape by the teams and basically they're hired to break down the video uh, on the team's behalf. Do I have that right? Yep. As, as far as my understanding goes. And you could go to their website too and check it out for yourselves. So instead of just like going in the film room and having the coach point to something and say, all right, here's what you did right. Here's what you did wrong. Don't do it again and do more of that. Now this is like, hey, here's, here's tape, you know, watch tapes of our stuff and tell us what we're missing. And they can get like comprehensive I imagine it's it's like trends in terms of what the players are doing and, you know, uh, even more enhanced fancy stats. Exactly. And this is something, as you were mentioning all of those things, which popped in my head, Wayne Gretzky said this all the time, that one of the things that his father told him to do when he was watching hockey instead of playing hockey was to just take a piece of paper and pretend that it's the rink and with a pen, keep watching the game, but track where the puck is at all times mm. on the piece of paper. So they do things like that too, for, does hockey data. So they show where teams uh, set up plays, where most of their time is spent, in, in if it's in the offensive zone, defensive zone, boards, whatever the case is, behind the net, things like that. So they do, they do that as well. But exactly right, they actually have the video footage from the teams themselves. So it's really official and specific. And they put that into statistical models that they create themselves hockey data and come up with the information from that, which the analysis even has apparently has the ability to predict a player's future impact and what his tendencies are and will be. Not to be confused with hockey data, which is an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation I really want to see, wherein uh, the android played by Brent Spiner first attempts <laughs> to play hockey and, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. I imagine that would be one of the early season episodes where they uh, utilize data on the holodeck to comedic effect. <laughs> they uh, they went to that well quite a lot in the first couple of seasons. But, you know, I would watch that. I would enjoy yes. that. Absolutely. That'd be the best. <laughs> and just to backtrack quickly, you mentioned Wayne Gretzky's father telling him to track the puck on a piece of paper while watching the game. Would you say that's where... Gretzky got his legendary ability to always know where the puck is going to be and be there himself? See, I've actually, that's a great question. And in my opinion, and again, take it with a grain of salt because I worship Wayne Gretzky pretty much. But uh, he has, uh, what, a couple of brothers, I believe. So I don't know if they did the same thing and it just didn't work out for them. But I really do think that Gretzky is just God-given talent. And his passion really set him apart from every other player in the world. But uh, I guess it would help with the instincts for him. I've also heard that uh, instincts are taught. So if you have a set of skills, like if you're a policeman or a detective or something like that, and they say, oh, I'm going with my gut, it's from past experiences. And it's based on facts and things that you thought or have 
gone through in the past. So I would say for the most part, it's a great thing for you to do as any player to try and anticipate where the puck will be or where it tends to be mostly. That makes sense. But yeah, take Gretzky out of the portion because he's just in a whole other level Mm. himself. But I do think at, at minimum, it would give you good instincts at least to anticipate where the puck may be in while you're playing. I imagine hockey data would be able to analyze puck patterns and probabilities of where it's going to go at any given time and be able to tell you with uh, reasonable accuracy where the puck was going to be and, and be there. Yes, exactly. And that's the other fascinating thing about this part is not only do they analyze players themselves really in depth, obviously what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. And uh, the really helpful thing is on um, a lower level for the players developing. So if you sign a player out of college or whatever the case is, you have him in your minor leagues and you have a certain system in your NHL club, if this player will fit into that system and if he will develop and be the player that you think he will be for the reason why you signed him in the first place. So that's pretty interesting too. So exactly right. They'll, they'll do that. And yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more complicated than simply watching television and having a piece of paper and and a pen in hand. So that's something that uh, that really caught my eye anything, anyway for the hockey data system. But can they use contractions? That's, uh, that's a key <laughs> question. Can hockey data use contractions? Well, I believe that Mr. Data's daughter was able to use contractions, correct? Lol, yes. He was very and, proud and, of yeah. that. And I think lore does too. But yes, so yes. Maybe- I, I have no doubt that hockey lore can use contractions, although... They're probably uh, they probably use inferior equipment and uh, have ulterior motives in their you know statistical analysis. Exactly right. So stick with hockey data. Yes, as, as the American Rhino advises, not ho- hockey lore. No, no, hockey lore you want to avoid. <laughs> excellent point and and excellent advice. But. This company is really good enough that they were named the best presenting company in the startup spotlight category of the Canadian Financing Forum. Now, I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds impressive and I think it's pretty cool. And they've Indeed. also been named the 2017's uh, one of the top emerging tech companies as well. So they seem to know what they're doing. It seems to be working. And uh, as we said before, if the NHL catches on with it, forget it. So the sky's the limit for these guys. So good luck to Hockey Data. I do wonder if the new Vegas team are fans of the next generation since they do wear gold shirts. Yeah, right. That would make sense. (laughs) And they did have that Star Trek experience in Las Vegas for a while. Yes, which bring it back because I miss that so much. That was one of the coolest experiences of my life, period. It was awesome. Make it so. Amen, brother. I missed out. (laughs) Well, hopefully they'll have sense. I mean, yeah, especially with the 50th anniversary last year. I thought they would have brought it out somewhere, but I don't know. Stupid Paramount. Anyhow. We want the Star Trek experience. We want the Star Trek. That's too too long. We want Trek. We want Trek. We want Trek. We want Trek. (laughs) Don't we all? Stop whining. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Well, you know, speaking of whining, though, (laughs) and complaining, that brings us to our next topic. Yeah, please take point on this, American Rhino, since you caught on to it. It's something that's just really head-scratching. 
Well, I don't follow the U.S. Open. Uh, I don't follow tennis, generally speaking. I find it rather boring just between you and me. But um, I wouldn't openly knock tennis unless I had a good reason. But uh, I have a good reason because just the other day I was reading the paper and I was reading about how Rafael Nadal was complaining about how the stadium that he was playing in was too noisy. The, the crowd was making too much noise. He couldn't hear the other player hit the ball because, uh, you know, in sports like tennis and, and golf, apparently they should be played in a cathedral or a museum where, you know, the, it, it's, it's hushed silence. So these professional athletes who get paid all this money can concentrate, which uh, I think is bunk by Cracky. <laughs> Hooey, in fact, I dare say, because... You look at real sports like uh, baseball and basketball and football and, of course, hockey. And, you know, the crowd, if you're, if you're in a really good uh, town, you know, or, or a really passionate fan base, they're screaming their heads off for the whole game. And, you know, uh, in baseball, an outfielder often can't hear the crack of the bat. And, and that's one tool that they use to identify where the ball's being hit and how far it's being hit. They often can't hear the crack of the bat because of the audience, the, the audience. I think I'm in a theater because of the crowd that's, that's out there. And they, that outfielder better catch that ball, whether they can hear the crack or not, because that's the job they are paid to do. And you can't just hold up a sign and say, quiet, please, to a rabid crowd of sports fans. You know, 50,000 people aren't going to are sit down and, and uh, listen attentively just because you're having trouble concentrating. Uh, you know, in, in hockey, bringing it back as a goalie, you know, it's nice to be able to hear, like if there's a slap shot or something, it's nice to be able to hear the puck being uh, shot so I can detect, you know, how hard it's it's coming and, and when exactly the shot is being released, especially if I've been screened. But, you know, even just at our level, we've played in, in front of groups of people who have been shouty. And in the NHL, it's crazy. Obviously, you get a, a you know, like in Canada or, uh, you know, here in New York or Boston or, you know, one of these rabid hockey markets. And I can't hear the puck. You know, I can barely hear your teammate that's telling you where the puck is standing right next to you. And that's part of the game. You deal with it because that's what you do. That's your job. Your job is not to complain after the fact about how the conditions weren't absolutely perfect for you to be able to play. You just do it. This has turned into a box segment, and I apologize. But, um, no, uh, you know, you hear teams, and, and maybe some of this is lip service, but sometimes, uh, often, in fact, when you're in front of a really passionate fan base, big game, you hear players talking about how, you know, their, their tank was empty and the only thing that got them through was the, the energy and the passion of the fans and how they were like the, you know, the, the sixth man or the, the tenth man or however many players there are on your, uh, on a, a team. They're, you know, the extra, they're like the, the extra player that gets the team over the hump. And to ask people to pay all that money and the U.S. Open, tickets have become outrageously expensive to ask people to come and pay all that money just to sit on their hands and be quiet and not even be able to really get into it if they want to is just absurd you know grow up that that's 
that's my message to all these prima donna players who uh, you know, who need perfect conditions to in order to play their game. Grow up. Yeah, and when you brought this point up to me too, I was assuming that people were booing Nadal. I thought, oh wow, maybe the, uh, the 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 crowd turned hostile against him, and he just couldn't handle it. Because when you do these tournaments, it's supposed to be there's not supposed to be a home field advantage, so to speak. So there's like you mentioned, if if you're at a Met game, you're going to be surrounded by rabid Met fans. If you're at a Ranger game or an Islander game, you're going to be surrounded by Islander fans and and rabid Islander fans and such and so forth. So that what like you said it, it helps the team it helps the home team it's one of the one of the things of the home field advantage <laughs> so i was assuming oh okay i i could understand maybe yeah for some reason or another for tennis and golf you're supposed to be polite in uh, uh in, in watching these people play but yeah, there's uh, a reason that it's called a golf clap right but he was just he was whining that because if, if you're not familiar too, and, and this is in Gary's backyard, that uh, they put a dome over Arthur Ashe Stadium mm-hmm. where they hold the U.S. Open tennis Correct. tournament every year. And last year was the first year apparently that they used the roof because geniuses that they are in September, you're always going to get some rain. And I think for something like five years in a row, the final was supposed to be played on a Sunday and was postponed till Monday night Mm. because of rain. So they finally got sick of that and decided to put a dome over this stadium. And now Mr. Nadal, because it was raining Tuesday night, was was, uh, thrown or taken aback because the dome was over. And the fan, I don't know if they... I didn't watch any of it or anything like that, but he just he was distracted by the noise somehow. He still won. I mean, God forbid if he would have lost, he probably really would have uh, lost his mind. But um, no, it, it it doesn't sound like the crowd was being rowdy or going crazy. They were just making whatever you know noise, murmurs, and and quiet conversation or whatever that you you know whatever you carry on at a sporting event when you're there for however long you're you're talking amongst yourselves or you're uh you know checking whatever your phone is dinging or i don't know just it's just normal background noise you know the kind of noise that everybody filters out every day of their lives but because the 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 tennis uh stadium was enclosed the noise stayed in and it was too loud for him to concentrate i don't know man and he's one of the best players in the world too so to to be that thin skinned is I guess that's why this isn't hit the tennis court. You know, this is hit the deck. But yeah, you're you, you nailed it, man. I mean, it's completely foreign to us. We're sorry that you couldn't hear each other grunt. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. That's one of the things I cannot stand. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm finished. <laughs> Who's that one that got caught for steroids too? that uh, that blonde that they tried to uh, shove down our throats? Um, I, I don't know. I don't follow yeah, tennis. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. She unnecessarily. She would oh, just, uh, Sharapova. Yeah. I, I think that's who it is. I mean, she would just scream every time she'd hit the ball and it was completely unnecessary and no reason for it. So I, I oh. never really got into, I oh. mean, tennis is a great game mm-hmm. and, uh, please don't get us wrong here. It's a fantastic sport. We're not knock- knocking the game themselves or the great athletes necessarily. You can get me wrong. It doesn't bother me. All right. But, uh, and, and again, hope that came through with paying homage to the great Mets and Rangers fan, John McEnroe, in case you don't know that, but he was known for his, you cannot be serious line. 
I think even his autobiography was named that uh, you cannot be serious. But anyway, yeah, I can't watch tennis on TV just for one of those reasons. I don't even think that the the Williams sisters grunt and scream every time they hit the ball. So I don't know why somebody else would feel that was she it, should. Was it Steffi Graf that was known for doing that? Yeah, she sounded like she was getting shot. And I, I think, yeah. ironically, she ended up getting stabbed once, literally. Some yeah. crazy fan stabbed her in the back. And I don't think she made as big a noise when she got stabbed as she was hitting the ball. But um, it's uh, – I just it, – if God bless the fans, if anything, if they're drowning that nonsense out. And I don't know of any man, any male player that's ever maybe let out uh, some air or a silent grunt. But I don't know of any man that's any screamed any time he's hit the ball. I mean, what the heck is that? So, But that's a whole other story. So – Anyway, listen, I, I have the U.S. Uh, Open kind of in my blood in a way. My mother was watching it while she was in the hospital giving birth to me. So, you know, it's 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 part of me whether I like it or not. But it's just I don't know. Some of this stuff is just nonsense. It You know, these these showcase events that that become such a big deal and everything has to be just perfect. And it's just I mean, just go out and play the game. You know, that that's, you know, the, the guy or girl who's paying $300 to sit and watch you hit a ball for half an hour doesn't care, you know, that, that you're having trouble hearing. You're right. And, and those excellent points, too, especially being a, a goalie, that that makes a big difference because a lot of times if you're watching at home or if you're in the stands yourself, that uh, there will be times when they call it a knuckle puck where sometimes the, the, the forward will take the shot. And it won't come off cleanly. Maybe it'll hit a stick or something like that, and it'll deflect, and it'll be like a pitcher throwing an off-speed pitch. And the puck's coming at you at a much slower rate. And I know that's one of the nightmares of de- of defensemen, but especially for the goalies out there, that when it changes speeds like that, you can't properly make the save. So that would be a great advantage if you could hear it, because like you said, that gives you an indication, oh, maybe you heard it hit a stick, or maybe it, it deflected off of a skate. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference in the world. So I never once heard a goalie whine about that. I never once heard any hockey player whine about conditions or anything like that. They've played in fog. They've played with lousy ice conditions. It was They've snowing for the, first, uh, for the first couple of uh, winter classics, right? Yeah. So then <laughs> they went along and, and played the game. But for Pete's sake, if, if you're complaining no, about no. fans being enthusiastic. No, no, don't, don't bring Pete Sampras into this for Rafi's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him whining about it or I mean John McEnroe never complained about uh, fans. I mean, he had a problem with the, with the refs as well he should, but just, uh, uh, whatever. just an aside about pucks moving. This past weekend when we were playing on Sunday, there was one shot. Fortunately, I was not the one who had to face this shot. I was on the uh, receiving end of uh or the uh the beneficial end of this, I should say. But um there was one shot that was taken from not that far in front of me. It was on uh, it was on our side of the uh, you know the center line, uh, as it were, and it was just a really hard shot that looked. It started out heading towards the the far post side, and it literally it was like a slider. It curved in midair inside the the near post, <laughs> and the other goalie didn't have a chance. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. We got to sign whoever took that shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But exactly. And, and and please, we do appreciate and understand the many, many differences between hockey and tennis. So if there's any tennis fans out there, again, 
we're just uh, it's kind of apples and oranges, but it's just it's completely foreign to a hockey fan. But I'll be honest with you, I've not taken my niece or nephew to a hockey game yet. I plan to when they're much older, mm-hmm. simply because that uh, there's a lot of foul language in the stands, and mm-hmm. when you mix hockey with alcohol and out of shape fans, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. So. And and I, again, I admit that I was just as guilty as anybody else in the past for that, but especially the Flyers, the Canadians and Capitals just bring the worst out of people. And um, not, I've said some horrible things and yelled some horrible things. Not the Devils or the Penguins? I'm a little surprised there. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Well, how can I forget the Penguins? But <laughs> The Devils, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Sue's kind of um, making me lighten up a little bit on them. But as a Catholic, I can't root for the devil at all. So it's just that's as bad as it gets. But anyway... <laughs> Just to name a few teams. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're talking too loud, Gary. Stop. I, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. Get thee behind me, Jersey. <laughs> All right. What's left? Labor Day. Indeed, Labor Day. It is the end of summer, ladies and gentlemen. It's, if, if you don't like the heat and you don't like summer, uh, you're happy. Hockey's coming back. That's good. Football's coming back sooner. If you're a basketball fan, that's going to be coming back soon, too. So, you know, a whole lot of cold weather sports that uh, are, are, are on their way back. So you can be happy about that. And then on the other side, summer is ending. So if you're a fan of the beach and the sun and the, you know, short Fridays and long weekends and all that stuff, I don't know what to tell you. You're out <laughs> of luck. <laughs> you are SOL, my friend. <laughs> As a as a kid, one of the things that always made me feel good about the the few things that w- would make me feel good about mm-hmm. um, this time of year, ironically, my favorite weather, at least growing up in, in the New York area, my favorite weather was always around September because it was nice and cool. I don't do well in the humidity and the overheating oh, parts of uh, yeah the summer. So my wife uh, will attest to that. I I function very poorly when it's hot. Yeah, and, and especially with suffering from allergies and things like that, it really makes it a little harder to breathe and and just live a daily life. But, uh, you know, God bless air conditioning and things like that. But then you got to pay for that with the electricity bills. But September was always, I thought, the nicest weather of the year, at least around here where I grew up. And the other thing, too, was that uh, Christmas was going to be right around the corner. It was, you know, a few months away, but still that would that, that kept me going for, for saying goodbye to summer and summer vacation and baseball and all that fun stuff. So uh, hang in there, folks. It's, you know, tomorrow's always uh, always offers promise and good things. And and yet, like, like Gary said, if you're a fan of summer, it'll be back. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Frosty the Snowman, it'll be totally. back again someday. Right. And and the way, I don't know, like we were saying before off air that anybody's vacation, just the time just seems to be going by so much faster. And I don't know why it is. And it you try and savor things and it's just, uh, you look at your watch and like, oh gee, I got to go to bed now. And I felt like I just woke up. So uh-huh. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, fall is my favorite season on a technicality because like you said, the weather is nice. It's cool. It's not, you know, ridiculously hot, but it's also not freezing cold. Right. You know, uh, in the winter, it's 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 very cold, obviously, and in the spring, you know, it it can it's the weather is so difficult to to gauge because you know it can be forty degrees one day and seventy the next, and you never know how to dress or you know how to how to prepare yourself. So uh, plus fall 
is the season that contains Halloween, which mm-hmm. I love to decorate for, and uh, you know, I, is a big deal in my household. And technically speaking, fall contains most of the Christmas season. Since uh, winter doesn't start till December twenty first, so exactly. So uh, yeah, fall just kind of gets the nod for me. Totally, man, and uh, and it's like that sweet spot of the the hockey weather we were talking about, the deck hockey weather. Yeah, as long as it's not raining, you usually get that that perfect you know low seventies and maybe a little breeze, and that's that's ideal or or at least. Hopefully good for you goalies out there. 40s and 50s is good for me, but uh, yeah. I know for the rest of you, that's starting to push it a little bit. But, but yeah, but that, that's fine. As long as you're running around and, and, you're, mm-hmm. and you're having fun, and you, you, that's okay, the 40s and 50s and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, for, for the forwards and defensemen, it's a little easier on us if it's like you know low 70s or uh, high 60s or thereabouts. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But the bottom line is, it, it's it's a guilt-free weekend, too, hopefully. And, mm-hmm. and again, we, we say that with heavy hearts with all our uh, brothers and sisters down there in, in the South dealing with the, the nightmares that they're going through with the weather and the repercussions of literally losing their homes and infrastructure and, and Lord knows what else. But for the rest of us, hopefully that, uh, you know, again, continue to say prayers and donate either our uh, talents or money or whatever we can to get the South back up on its feet. And hopefully that will be much sooner than later. I've heard but the South will rise again, James. That's, so I that's have, very true. I have confidence that they'll rebound because, uh, you know, say what you will about the South. <laughs> they are, if nothing else, stubborn. And the, yeah, they're resilient and, and pretty impressive, too. And I'll always have a soft spot in my heart because my favorite TV show in the whole world is The Dukes of Hazard. And even though I'm an Italian from Brooklyn... I have a little bit of South and Rebel in my blood with that aspect, but you know, really, the the if, if anybody can bounce back and and be back and better than ever, it, it's those good people yeah. down there of the United States. But uh, for the rest of us in Labor Day, like we were saying before, it's kind of a guilt-free weekend where you can enjoy your barbecue and hang out with your friends and and do whatever and not have to worry about anything else. You could just put your feet up. You can relax, get that extra day off, hopefully. And uh, as for the brave and wonderful police officers and firemen and doctors and nurses, even car service drivers and bus and train operators, store owners and others who have to work on Labor Day, God bless you and thank you for doing so. And hopefully that uh, you can at least squeeze in some time to relax and enjoy yourselves a little bit over the weekend as well. James, you left out mattress salesmen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They usually do like big Labor Day sales mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But at least, you know, you could test out the merchandise, I'd imagine, you know, kind of hanging out if there's not many people coming in. I still can't believe that Sleepy's changed its name to Mattress Firm. They did? Yes. Yes, indeed. Damn. I don't. So I don't know. I, I only actually know this is a thing because of something i saw in a video once not that a little while ago uh apparently mattress firm was a a chain in england at at least in england i, I might have been elsewhere in europe as well but so i don't know if they bought sleepies or if they were the same company and they just decided to standardize their name or or what but uh yeah so sleepies is now mattress firm because I have no good reason why. Yeah, that's another thing that you really have 
your finger on the pulse of because as leave, a marketing standpoint, leave off the last S for sanity. <laughs> from a marketing standpoint, I would think that Sleepies would be a much better name for a mattress company than mattress firm. I mean, yeah, what if it, you don't like your mattress firm, it sounds like mattress accountants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're only going to sell to people who like to well, Klingons. I guess they they don't like to sleep on soft surfaces. I that's don't know. True. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That is very strange, but back to the rest of us. Uh, any day that you do not have to deal with the horrible MTA or the nightmare commutes that it causes is a good day, so enjoy your extra Monday off for that. Uh, and, and above all, hopefully the weather will be nice and pleasant. Play deck hockey. Yeah! Get yeah! Your that was too loud, sorry. Who are you, Raphael Nadal? What the- yeah! That's too low. Come on, Goldilocks. Yeah! There it is. <laughs> I really need to uh, level out all these sound cues because they're just all over the place. Well, if they don't stop screwing with your uh, your Skype account or whatever the case is, maybe you'll be all right. Yeah. Not your problem, dear listener. <laughs> Which, to the American Rhino's credit, that uh, he takes care of all of that stuff and nobody knows and it sounds fantastic. So thank you for that. And another reason for you to enjoy your Labor Day. And relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've earned it. Uh, all this all this uh, time down in the podcast mines is just back-breaking. I really, oh, I work so hard on this show. I need a break. You do. It's true. So there. That's why they came up with Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't get paid for this. This isn't a job. This is a, this is a hobby. This is a, a passion. Geez, if I got paid for this, I would like my job a lot more than I do right now. Yeah, well, that's to uh, the silly people out there who aren't listening to us that could make that happen. It's their loss. So, blah. It's our loss, but, too. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But. <laughs> oh, but that's okay. Stop whining. Yeah, I heard you the first time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Maybe Hockey Data can uh, help us out with that to get our uh, podcast listened to. Maybe. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. All right. uh, We got to go. We've taken enough of your time as it is. So have a great Labor Day. Please enjoy yourself again for the people down south. I can't imagine. I can't begin to imagine what you're going through. We're praying for you and we're pulling for you. And hang in there. It's seems impossible and it seems like it's the end of the world i'm sure but you'll get through it just hang in there and for you our our dear listener thank you again once again for listening to another hit the deck podcast we are glad to be back we hope to be back next week for uh you know to get back on track because it's been rocky the last few weeks but uh we want to get back into the groove so thank you for listening and please feel free to subscribe if you have not already done so i implore you to subscribe on uh, itunes or apple podcast or whatever they're calling it now on stitcher on spotify subscribe to our youtube channel hit the deck podcast on youtube we want dumb subscriptions they are important to us thank you I'd done it again. Thank you to uh, Pops. Did I thank Pops? Not uh, yet, not yet. All right. Th- well, well, fine. Well, then thank you, Pops. Thanks for being the voice of the podcast. <laughs> thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music, the LIQ for sound effects. I already thanked you for listening, but it bears repeating. Thank you for listening and uh, enjoy yourself. 
and I don't know. Have I forgotten anything, James? Is there anything you'd care to chip in? Well, if they want to contact us. Yes, yes, that's true. I should tell them how to contact us so they can go, but more articulate than that. Because just boo doesn't help us. We can't figure out what we're doing wrong. I mean, we could take an educated guess, but, uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, if you do want to contact us, please, please email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Deck is D-E-K, like the sport, deck hockey. You can just look at the name of the podcast. Hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. We are Hit the Deck on Instagram and Facebook. And as previously mentioned, check out our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast. James, what do you got? You nailed it all, sir. Thank you. All right. Well... Thank you, sir. It's good to have you back. And it is good to have you back listening to us. And uh, for all of those who checked out our live stream on Facebook a couple weeks ago, thank you for that. It was an experiment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to do more. Let us know what you thought of that. If for some reason you missed out because we didn't really talk about it. We didn't advertise it on the podcast. It was kind of a, not a spur of the moment thing, but it was pretty last minute. So we didn't mention it on the podcast. So um, yeah, if you missed that, we did a live stream of Hit the Deck 66 and that is up on our Facebook page. So you can check out our nonsense visually. So <laughs> that being said, as James mentioned, it is Labor Day weekend, so whether you are eating a hot dog or drinking a beer or um, playing deck hockey responsibly, I would remind you to remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Don't drink and puck. and <laughs> <laughs> I would never have been able to pull that off. So well done, sir. All right.